0: Why are we speaking about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Um, uh, start today. All right. All no, all right. Within, uh, among the din of anger and competition, uh, I want to start today. Uh, first of all, I don't know if you noticed in the email, this is a list of the uh, rationale behind the deaths of the students of Irby and Kiva. Uh, for which of course we do our an our An-Hocus of spira omer and abelus it's a little bit different than the, what it says in the Bomas. the Bomas says that the reason why uh, the suits were kept die, everybody knows should we go to colby servus here it's a little bit different and, and i think in that difference might be a distinction so where's uh, this from this is from the uh, he uh, was rado ergo out and that's the same thing. We had a huge amount of students. 12,000 students or 12,000 chalusis. They all died in my own life. When it was one year or this was a terrible time for them to die, they all died in one shot. I'm getting into the, the rationale mind. That's a different year, history, history share, philosophy share. But on the side, if you read in the Shiva, I finally have seven. You can take a look at them. There's a different noose up there, or you see, or you bring There's a different version whether it's five, or whether it's, okay, or whether it's seven. And the angle And then it gives the list. Okay. my phone is going to ring I think with the, with the, with the, with the order is down here so okay. if somebody would be involved I'm in so he actually spoke to his seven chacholas. he spoke to the ones that were left the ones that at the end of his life uh, and again you actually can actually take a look at the it talks about it talks about the idea that even as a young man where he had all his energies, we all know when you're young, you've got energies galore, you can do tremendous things in terms of the type of time and energies and efforts you can spend days and nights choosing and being involved with, with, with Talmudim. But he said, really, the students he had at the end of his life, in a way he had more on Slocha with, as we know, there's 24,000 that were there in, the, in, the, in his prime, although he was already in between 40 and 80, he was already. Right? He was already past 80 years old. right? Because he went to learn when he was 40. And he learned for 40 years. And then for 40 years he taught. So he was anyway not a young man. But at least and from living between an 80 and 120, he was a young 80. By the end of his life, though, he said, I might not have had those energies to give them so much effort, but I had a greater understanding of what it takes to be a teacher. And those students, those seven, are here. And they did great things. But why, if you ask, why didn't the first why did the first twenty-four thousand or twelve thousand die? And they say Soro, That's a unique language. It doesn't say that they were not called. A naiv sorro Now obviously we all have things that we have given our life to, whether it's Humish, Mikro, Creole, whatever it is, Shas, Playskin. Or any habit or, or any any hobby or anything that you love and you are very excited about. And then when you find someone else who's also good at that, you find someone else who also is a chemist, it's hard to not somehow try to find something that he isn't so great at. In other words, a day I'm sorry, but I are said listen. Maybe part of it is because it's you and it's not me. But I like to suggest based on the topic of today's class, part of it is the fact that my style is better than yours. My dir my mahala is different than yours. The way I approach things, the type of Rebbe I am, the type of ashkafa that I was raised with, the type of general holistic view of whatever discipline you're talking about. Mine is the one that I think is correct. I'm not just trying to, to, to grab power. Because obviously we're talking about great people, we're talking about people who, who made it into the academy, made it into the greatest school, but they were sorry to tell you was in it. So he says, I'll to UK. So even though we know that those personalities who were left were very strong personalities, you can't get a stronger personality than Rabbi <laughs> Yezim in shops. Rabbi is constantly shocking Rabbi Yehuda, this is what? Right? this is what? They allow, right? He's constantly and, he, and again you have a by your thigh oh I need to sign. It. Some append? Yeah. Right. So clearly we're talking not about vanilla people. We're not talking about that those students that were left were all the same. In fact, it's their machlekes and they're all over Shas. Right? Their machlekes is the stuff that's all over Shas. And I'll probably be putting in a five dollar tip because I forgot here last week. Um, okay. Okay, that's right. So, Did you bring this stuff last week? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so I put in a tip for this week and last week. okay. All right. You think you're prepared? Yeah, okay. All right. I don't know if you can take that. All right. Fine. so you guys can hang on to that and the point being is that even though you have people this is really the theory here even though you have people, the students of Rabbi Kiva that were different, they obviously had their own shifas Shimon, Judah we're talking about people that still, Rabbi Kiva told them don't be a name how do you do that? now again, how could you respect a person, work with them together and still you come, at, you come at him from a different angle the other students weren't able to do that Revitiva said, you guys don't be that way. Yeah, I'll give you a little coherence to the well. Somehow that approach works. So again, I'm speculating here. You have to go with me and accept that this is a little bit of a different version of what Novo Covid said. What it means is, if you guys can somehow make it work, somehow not just be selfless, but also understand the other person's approach and somehow work it together then we're going to have a success story and the Midrash says that it worked and that basically uh, Eric's throw was full of Torah now was it all a big functioning machine was it all a, 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 a well-oiled always going in the same place anybody that learned Shas knows and it's very messy and it's, it's unusual and sometimes yes and sometimes no but Still, it was working. And that's really part of what I wanted to talk about, which is, and again, as we, uh, this is sort of the midpoint, I think today is the 26th of the universe, so yesterday was the 25th. So, can, how do you work, you know, what is, how do you work in what's called, you know, antagonistic work environment? Um, Why is it antagonistic? Well you've got people that the Edson think differently. They don't hate each other, but they come to the table, not as small children, they come to the table with their own sense of what will probably work. And yet they're all here together. Is it possible? Maybe they shouldn't have been in that position. <laughs> right? And questions whether can persons holding diametrically opposed positions ever work effectively together. Um, yeah, embedded. So we're going to see how lawful sukkah is a part of this. But of course it's not just the In the in school, you can put here yeshiva or anything like that. Um, we know that one of the greatest yeshivas, you know, I'm always I'm proud of the fact that my grandfather, um, uh, uh, spent some time in, in the Lusha number two. He was, I don't know how long he stayed there, but he was by Rufo Shapiro. And everybody has heard of the Lusha. Of course, the number one, that was the yeshiva of, of the Metziv. That yeshiva, of course, uh, was, was considered the great granddaddy of all yeshivas, right? Everybody knows this is Valoshin. But Valoshin had its share of these issues issues of two people running the yeshiva who weren't necessarily had the same philosophy in Ashgabala at all. And I'll tell you what their names were, right? One was the the Vasily Tzvi He had married the uh, R- 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 granddaughter, Chaim. Elijah's grandfather, that was Rabbi Yitzvah. Rabbi daughter, was married to the Nitzvah, married to daughter. He was the, he was the, his actually, he was not the prime son-in-law, he was the second son-in-law. And Rav Yitzvah III was the first son-in-law, Rabbi the died, and then the Nitzvah took over. And then you had his co-Rosh Hashimah, was Rav Dov Salavechik, the great-grandfather of the famous Rabbi Yashver Salavechik of Boston. Now, he, what was his connection to the yeshiva? Well, he was the great-grandson of Rahim Veloshna. Rokhaim Veloshna, he was actually, he was, in fact, Rokhaim Brister was named after his great-great-grandfather. So they were both into the family, but they were both very different. Uh, very different in terms, of course, they both loved Torah, and they, in a sense, appreciated each other but they had a very different approach as to what students needed. And as we know, there was actually, you know, in in, the late 1850s, there was an explosion 1856 or 1857 as the Civil War was brewing here in the United States. There was also, in the great uh, in Europe, there was also a civil war brewing, a civil war brewing with the people who, the students who felt that the civs there of Torah L'shma, of slow and uh, involved learning, um, the idea of, of, of figuring the idea out and checking all the sources, even though it doesn't seem to be so exciting, was being contrasted with the Beis HaLevi, that, that was opening people up with a whole different way of thinking. It wasn't that important to be so careful, and, 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 and but actually to start thinking out of the box and creatively and intuitively, as opposed to the incentive that was saying, hey, you, it's okay, but you have to know when you can start thinking intuitively. First, you have to get all your facts, and you have to really be extremely solid in all the details. So, you really had uh, different approaches there, and two great men, and it was almost like a tinderbox waiting to happen. Yes, the, the actual the issues why a fight happens are usually never about those issues. Generally, when you say, you know, oh, these people, oh, look what happened. Uh, you know, look what happened. The uh, uh, they, they got into a fight because. Well, there's a certain bachar that the Mitziv led into the yeshiva that the Mitzvah Lady didn't want, or the opposite, the Lady took a guy in without the Mitzvah's permission, and the Mitzvah said, hey, what's your right to come into the yeshiva without me? We all know that these type of issues that come up are really not the real reason why incompatibility and in working together happens. It happens because philosophically, there's a different approach about what's important. And therefore, when some sort of issue rubs you the wrong way, then it becomes exaggerated in history. So the fact there's no way. Again, this this Locus in the Belzian yeshiva brought in the Gedoy My great great grandfather came in, or David table They had right the Nachus, but they had some of the great rabbonim of Klal Yisroel coming to try to make shalom in this great yeshiva and. Again, they have the issue of sock uh, I can show you the PSOC if you want, what it's about. But clearly, perhaps there was an issue even starting this whole thing off to have two, you know, two heads uh, of a place uh, need to have a certain commonality, even if they have an appreciation of each other. So, can it work in a school? How about in community councils? Community councils. I write that because. For years, you know, we talk about Besdin, and I've tried in this class to emphasize how important Dinim are. But we know that uh have been limited in Eretz Yisroel. Yes, with Hakomas HaMedina, with the with the HaMedina of clearly, they were able to bring back a lot more of the idea of going to the Jewish courts and, and, and Dayonim being much more in control. Well, you know, as a Dalian here, I can tell you our teeth are very uh, weak in terms of what we're able to do. But and for years, in many communities and, 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 and places where Jews lived, uh, the Besden of the city wasn't didn't run the show, and many times the Rov didn't run the show. Who ran the show? Well, ran, the, the, the postings tell us who they are. We don't even need the it because the records of the communities tell us they were community councils. The Gemari Gemari in Megillah speaks of them as the Shiva Tobe the seven aldermen, so to speak, of the city, of the Tobe But throughout Jewish history, there have been these councils. There's been these people that have been elected. They've been elected by votes. They've been elected in order. uh, And they have many times delegated authority to perhaps, let's say there's a a, a council of ten, and they've delegated authority to one or two people. And the questions have been brought up. You know, okay, how does it work? Who should sit on that council? Who should be there? Just everybody who's elected? Maybe we have to worry that what we throw together is a group of people that can't get stuff done. Because the nature of people is disparate, whether it's based on where they come from or based on mentality or attitude. They're at it. it, it, Who says it's going to work? So, should they just be voted on? I want this guy, and then we have a show board where, you know, and again, everybody talks about the the logger jam and and politics in in Washington. But of course, that has also been the case in Jewish history as well, where you've had people pushing forward and have these worked you have it in the Midbar you have it in the Midbar sorry, I wasn't sorry they were poisoned, but they had to have them ok so the Midbar is actually interesting it's, 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 it's actually interesting um, it a, it the Midbar I spoke about before found although he doesn't mention it he found the Zohar that talks about the idea and I, think I want to get to the meat here but he talks about the fact that even in the Midbar there were two subheaders one was Moshe's and one was Aram's right um, and he says because they were different so Moshe and Aron, and again, when you see the Nitzib who writes this, you can't help but think that he was channeling his own differences between him and uh, the Beis because he talks about Aron's greatness as not just, you know, um, you know, this, this nice guy who let women spit in his face and, and, and went into the Kodesh HaToshim on Yom Kippur, but he was also a thinker in his own right true, he didn't have the information, again, see the parallel, he didn't actually have the exact information in the text, because that, he could not hear the text, but he was a great thinker in terms of comparison, so when Aaron would hear the ideas that Moshe Rabbeinu would give over, Aaron would be able to think about them out of the box, very similar to, and own rival, the Beis he was able to think out of the box, um, and therefore, Aaron the, the, the had his own Sanhedrin, right? <laughs> okay. He wasn't just those two working together. Still, you know, that's that's the Zohar, and the Nitzib works with that, and he answers a number of problems with Sukkot based on that. But even at the end of the day, just like Beishame Bezilel, power Aaron and Moshe still loved each other. They had different approaches, but they had tremendous respect with each other. What's interesting, though, is that perhaps it was good that their, their area of operation was in a sense separate from each other. True, when big issues came, they were able to have a meeting of the minds. But in terms of the way they were constructing <clears> their ideas, they were since they were so different that they actually operated in, in, in separate areas. And maybe that's maybe that's the model. Um, I'm going to show you an interesting question that was given to a Silverstein that have to do with hospitals. Uh, there was a question about, uh, and again, corporations, that's you guys right here, but that's many people that are here. But in the hospitals question, where Silverstein was asked a question, and you can see it's in the, uh, it's in the email, whether you know, there were two hospitals that uh, a person could have gone to, either uh, to be treated, or Silverstein has an alternate question where a, uh, a, a, a resident or a medical student wants to go to a certain hospital, but the choices were in one hospital you actually had a lot of brilliant doctors, a lot of incredible thinkers, also blessed with grants that gave them um, the best technology but there was a sense of the doctors being very territorial and that each one had his own little fiefdom, and you didn't have a sense of camaraderie and conversation between the doctors whereas in the other hospital uh The level, perhaps, of expertise was not as great. They didn't have as many, you know, sterling uh, Yale grads or whatever it is with the you know, with the top uh, research uh, ideas, but there was a sense of working together uh, that they had with each other. So, Rob Silberstein, actually, we're going to see how he feels would be the better place and again, halacha l'maisi actually makes it relevant. Where, let's say you're you're in a situation. The question is, which hospital do you go to on Shabbos? Which one should you go to, right? Uh, and, and for example, let's say the closer one is the one where they have right. The closer one is the one where they have all the issues between each other, right? Maybe, do you have a right to be machal Shabbos further and say, no, this has saved my life if I go to this other one? So again, you have this issue really brought up. Okay. I asked some of you guys, when I told people about what the topic is, you know, I, I asked some of you to tell me about your your sense of things, be vis the idea of a corporation. Because even in a corporation, uh, there are disparate voices, and again, we you don't you don't make the hiring, but many times you're in a managing uh, position, and you can see there's people among you that have uh, different points of view. Uh, how do you manage that? So, in, in other words... You brought, you brought up Moshanaran. Yes. Moshanaran also had a... You know the, Yis- the Yisro's, you know, recommendation that the sorry mayor That's oh, right. Time. So, so there was some hierarchy, and so like if there was no, you know, there was always somebody else to, to escalate to. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you're right. The, uh, Yisro's again, the Netziv and the Zohar sort of run as a counter narrative to what we see from the P'sukim. of Yisro indicate that Moshe the top dog. The Moshe made the call, and maybe. That's one of the answers, which is that, yeah, you can have different areas, but the melech, you know, the final the show, the, the somewhere. somewhere, and that person can hear what's going on and therefore make that decision, but really, uh, you know, it actually, your, your point is actually, in a way, if you think about it, it, really proves the other thing, which is if those other little courts, those other places were sort of stagnated by having you know, this conflict, this personality conflict between themselves, then Moshe is going to end up getting too many questions. The whole point of Yisra was trying to do was to make it work, to make it work effective. So even if you say there's going to be, there's going to be a big man at the end, how do these effective um, these, uh, what's the effective strategy for these smaller aspects to work? Um, as I say here, it's almost, and again, you don't want to have a detonation People are who they are. People are they are from from their youth, and they have a, a, a sense of... Like all of us, in a way, feel perhaps a calling. And if you haven't yet, I hope you're going to get there. But, but most of us feel that we there was a moment in our life where we had a calling towards something, and we were extremely intense towards that, and we felt really elevated. And, and that's something that even though it's not as strong as you get older, but you want to have. And you don't want the person once you bring him in to just be an automaton, right? You don't want a person once he's brought into to, to to a situation to just basically be a yes a yes man, right? You want actually to bring out the best of that person, and it's not just his brain, but it's also his passion. And that's why when I was thinking of a title, I came up with this one: maintaining ardor, as opposed to maintaining order. It's your ardor. How do we maintain the ardor? How, how can I still have the ardor, the, the intensity, the excitement about what I believe, and still maintain it in a way that it works together with someone else to produce the best? That's really the question. I'm well, it's not a lucky question, and the truth is it isn't. It's more than a lucky question. Um, if you notice, I attached to the attachment a number of papers about this idea, because as uh, and again, you can read about it, and it talks about how teams work together. We all know that uh, the late president—not the late, but the last president Obama, the last president, President Obama—he always talked about his favorite book being uh, *A Team of Rivals*, which, of course, was Doris uh, Kearns Pulitzer Prize-winning book about how Lincoln, uh, who didn't actually get a landslide when he won the election. Realized the best way he could govern that was even before the break- outbreak of the Civil War though it was imminent, was to have his rivals with him. They actually had people that were almost rivals with each other together and Lincoln had them there hearing very different opinions. Instead of having a bunch of stooges and yes men Lincoln wanted the most important people with him to be people that were challenging to him and could also challenge each other and once again over there Lincoln the, Lincoln made the final call um, again I'm, I, I you all know that I, 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 I you know we reference movies more in this year, I think than almost any any sheer stream by or any time or Facebook. so I will reference the film Lincoln by Steven Spielberg if you 've seen the film, you know what i 'm talking about. part of what the film indicates is that Lincoln appreciated the opinion of other people and he tried to make it work. This is sort of and Obama felt although i do 'm not sure if he lived up to it, again, I'm not trying to, 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 to trash Obama here, but Obama at least put that into the public sphere and says, you know what, that is a that's that is a model of the way the government can work, where you have people who can work that way. Now, if you take a look at some of the things that I attached to the attachment, you'll see it's not so simple. Um, and and, and I wonder even if halacha should be that way. So I want to start with a halacha that um, is, let me see if we have it here, I want to, uh, okay, let's start with this, um, the POSIC itself, I mentioned this last week, this is sort of a cousin of, of last week's year, or, or a, a, a half-brother of last week's year, so, but you don't have to hear last week's to, to be into it, okay, so here's the Arshas uh, right, my sake, and again, again, you'll see where I'm going with this in about four minutes, um, here is uh, the puzzle that talks about the Dinah Mikloth. Okay. Um, Obviously, the of Mikloth is a place for a uh to escape to. Um, and I don't want to skip anything, so let's go back up here, sit down, and do it in a, in a, in a measured way. So take a look, if you will, please, on the board. Uh, and you can see it's clear in the psukim it's going to happen Human, the human condition is is that people get hurt and people die and there are <laughs> and obviously it, the, Pusik, the the whole part of your mikla is predicated on the fact that people get angry with each other people kill in passion and the and, and the blood connection people have with each other can Blood can lead to more bloodshed. And that's why the uh, the Torah makes a crucial <coughs> point for this person who has killed to have a place to go to. Because the death, although he's not blameless, he doesn't deserve to be killed, and nothing is gained by his death. Then the Torah explains that um, we aren't letting people <coughs> off the hook. Take a look here at the Pasek says that clearly if a person is... Uh, if, if the actions are obviously uh, they might be a moment of passion they might not have been planned but clearly you're responsible for that anger the way it came out and if it's, and if you used an object that could kill then there's no question that that person will be uh, executed and we also understand as the Torah says that Goyel Adam Hu Yom we understand also the way blood covers blood, that it isn't done like a normal execution, that the execution of murders is done by the blood relatives. Why? Because, again, they feel there needs to be uh, vengeance, so to speak, to happen. Now, however, many times it isn't a, a fight where a guy takes a rock and smashes your skull. Sometimes it's a push. A lot of times we push each other, right? A lot of times people again we we don't, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> but you can imagine people that are involved, and the guy hits you the wrong way. Say, "What's that?" Hey, we talking about? Then you push back. You're not trying to kill the person. However, if it, if the if the witnesses tell us after the fact that it was clearly hatred in that push, or we could still, someone noticed that the person is actually was hiding. And it was trying to kill the person, so then we know we're not dealing with a real accident. We're dealing with almost a uh, 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 an act of premeditated murder. And as the pasuk says, um, if it's clear that there was hatred involved, then the man is open to be killed. However, look at pasuk base. If it turns out that from what the witnesses tell us, that the push didn't come because of a fight, because of issues with each other, it's not because, hey, what are you doing? Hey, hey, that was my cab. Oh, what was going on? But rather what was happening is it just happens on its own and it was just a knock against the other guy. Right? Um, so with that did, uh the Pussic of course, he's not he does he's not killed. But then it says next Pussic. <coughs> talks about a um, the person didn't see he might have used deadly force but he clearly was not watching what he was doing uh, <coughs> and the Torah emphasizes lulo oyelo, lulo so this passage, this phrase is unnecessary, the Torah has already emphasized many times that it's all about shoget it's all about non uh, it, 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 it's, it's not premeditated Why does the Torah need to emphasize again that he's not someone who hates him? He's not someone that desired something wrong with him. And then, right after that, the Pasuk refers to the judges. The judges need to decide. Okay? So Chazal, if you take a look here, in the earliest sources, Sifrei. The Sifrei, as you know, is the droshis of the psukim, I can't say it hundred percent, but normal. Many times the, you have to realize the Mishnah was a uh, an invention of Rabbi Not really his invention. He perfected the, the the last format of it. But the basic idea of the Mishnah was to take the halachos and be masader them in six different sections. Right, zman noga, right, zroyim noshe meziken. Kachim and Tyrus. We just started Kachim, of course, and so on. That idea of organizing it by themes was something later in the rabbinic thoughts. Originally, people looked at the psukim, and from the psukim, they came out with the alochas. And many times, he would spend maybe five days on one pasuk. But everything was very tethered <laughs> into the Torah Sheviksav. The Torah Per wasn't like its own book called the Mishnah. And one of the examples that we have, although perhaps it was more lengthy, was something called the Sifrei, which means the book of Bamidba. So you take a look there in that book. Let's take, let's take a look here. Let's skip something. Let's take a look in the Sifrei quickly, shall we? So, uh, you see what happens when you... Okay. So here is the Sifrei. So, right down here. It says, In Bepesah Okay? So that tells you that if somebody is known to hate somebody, then he's not part of this parsha at all. He's not part of this din. We can't really do anything with him. Because we suspect now, whatever he does was a trick remember I mentioned Komombo last week and that's what Isi ben Akiva says it, Isi ben you see Isi ben Akavia, Nimtza chumro kula chumro misu Shema when you have somebody who was known to hate the guy and they've had fights and they didn't like each other and then all of a sudden it looks like it was an accident you really cannot say he meant it because maybe it's just a coincidence right but on the other hand, He <laughs> can't actually uh, <coughs> send him to Golas either because maybe this was amazing. The guy might have gotten away with the perfect murder. And that's actually the way it happens. So you don't do anything to him, according <laughs> to Yishe ben But now the Sivrei <coughs> is going to emphasize, what is that extra word? Who is that about? So... What does the phrase say? In other words, this tells you that so people, and we talked about this last year, people that generally don't like each other or don't like the person, cannot. So this term is very broad. It doesn't say udin on him. The whole thing is us. In other words, the simple shot is Sonim cannot be dionic either against the person, and as we're going to see in a minute, they can't sit together on a deep as well. Now, um, how did Chazal know that? (laughs) The the Pesach simply is talking about the murderer. And yet here we say it's referring to other people. Other people cannot be objective, and they can't really judge in this case. So where did that come from? So... Then the Sifre goes on to prove Adam is the same way from a B'chomer and this Sifre clearly holds that like Bermuda and, and the Mishnah and the Sanhedrin that they're all possible. Now, where did it come from? So, when you have a problem with the Sifre, go to somebody whose bread and butter is explaining things like the Sifre. And I don't think there's anybody better in the last couple hundred years than this man. Although he wasn't in the blur of the Right? The Malbim wrote uh, his commentary on the Chumash, but he's really—if you know about the Malbim—the commentary on Humish, although there's brilliant things in the it is almost an afterthought. His main uh, emphasis was on the Trushas Chazal, these books like the Torah, Kohanim, and VaYikra. That's his masterpiece. The Malbim on VaYikra is really his masterpiece. <laughs> Tanakh also, because there wasn't much there for him, and he sort of really, you know, led the charge. But in terms of his parish of Chumash, although he asks questions, (laughs) his main... This, what he did in the greatest way, and the Chabad Chaim can't stop praising him. Chabad Chaim, who also wrote a commentary on Talmud says, "Boy, you know this isn't going to be as good as the Malbim, but I'm going to try." The Malbim already, in a way, shut the door in terms of brilliance and uh, 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 of writing a commentary. So the Malbim continued his Talmud Hakham thing with his beer on the Sifre. So let's take a look at what the Malbim says here. Malbim says that the following. <clears throat> Okay, so first of all, you see the mob also right there this is a repetition why does that to say again like we saw from Isi. anybody who's an oyev, you can never trust so that shows you. And this is a, a principle of, of the human condition that if someone really hates someone, of course you get into fights. And fights because there's a hit and a smash, everybody gets angry. But it's another level altogether that the, 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 that the, that the sign of Cain is still with us. That an Oyev is that a person could allow his passions to be that strong to actually plot the death of someone. Of course, when you're fighting, you never know, right? You're fighting, you're angry. Man, I didn't mean to kill. The the U.S. prisons are full of people who kill out of passion. But the idea to actually plot, again, those are the the shows that that they murder, the deaths that they make, Columbo's, and they make Datelines and all these other things about, those are the ones where it's been plotted for weeks and weeks and weeks to set up like an accident. And the Torah knew about that. So he says, from there you see, From here you see that, that, that the passions within us can be so strong that they can affect us for weeks and weeks as we plot the death of somebody. He says, And from here you can see it's the exact same logic. I know I want to be a judge. I'm trying to be a judge. I've lived to know halacha, and I've, I've davened three times a day, and I've studied Torah, and I think I understand the laws, and I and I, I dance on Simchas Torah with greatest lavas. But what the Torah tells us, <laughs> because human beings can sometimes have something that's still in their mind. The same way, there's that that thing in your head that you want to kill this guy. Every one of us has got something within us that really can't stand in some <clears throat> form the other person. <laughs> of course, it didn't come out that dying is not a murderer. But once you see that the Torah recognizes that among people that dislike each other and hate each other, that the plot can develop, and that shows you that you can't be... Um, that even if there's something you don't like about someone, despite the fact that you're saying, I'm going to don you with Shem Shemayim, I take the job seriously, I'm going to try to remove anything away from it, but at the end of the day, emotions are so strong within us that you aren't able, this is what he says, So even though it's talking about a killer, but what it shows you is that we aren't in control. This dichotomy between mind and emotion uh, is, 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 is envelops us, despite our best intentions. And he says, "Zecher with because the next Posse is talking about judging. Um, You're talking about something here very differently. These are these are people who personally just can't get along. There's, there's something going on between them. That's right. But you put up two people, right, in, in a in a in a position where. And, you know, and they could both be Das Torah, and they could be diametrically, you know, on, on on totally different ends, you know, halachically, and totally not agree with each other. But they'll respect each other. They, they can get along. You're 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 bringing out something very very different. Okay, you're right, and I wouldn't have said it, but the Chazal are saying it. Chazal are saying from the fact that we cannot, if someone hates someone and has a pre-existing history, we can, despite all the evidence. We cannot call it an accident because we believe the emotions have somehow filtered to the point that he has deviously plotted that. From there, you see the power of your ardor and your emotion towards something is so strong that you are not going to be able to be objective. And not, look what the mom says. Even Even among each other, there is something there that you you look at things differently, I look at things differently. I grit my teeth when I hear you talk and instead of being honest and trying to really discuss the thing I really want to put you down I really, you know, there's so much it's like, again, I'm not saying it, Chazal are saying, now the question here is Yanki, is this an Asmachta or is this a real drosha? because if it's a real drosha, so maybe you can't do this in a bezdin. what I'm saying here is you're not talking about a Mahlokish Sholemah, it's a real Mahlokish the people get along, they're arguing On the actual, you know, issue at hand, but personally, they they don't hate each other. Okay, so that's a good question. What is the what is the situation? Is there a difference? That's a good point. When we say they don't like each other, and here's the Chazal uh, in Sanhedrin where it actually says it before us, right here. Um, That is. Did I skip something? Um, Here, here's the Chazal. Um, here it is. Homer Abisi Ber Yehuda. Vahule Oyevo towards the bottom. Vahule Oyevo and Mavakish Rose. Mikan, Mishnei, Tame, Shasain and Zeze, Shein Yish and Bidin So it's from Apostle. There's an extra word, like Mavakish Rose. In other words, Hule Oyevo means I can't be a dying to the guy who I might. Sentenced to death. And why Mavakish ra'osari is like what's inside of me. <laughs> like sometimes, what are you after? Sometimes, like, what's your bakosha? Ma bakosha say? Ma shei lo uh Ma shei Ma bakosha say? The bakosha is sometimes, what are you really after? The she'el, I know what your words are saying. But <laughs> well, what are you being mavakish? Sometimes, your Mavakish ra'osari because you have this attitude towards something, and therefore what happens is, as the Rama tells us, is that without you realizing it, most of what you're doing is to is to really knock the other guy out, even though you're sitting together to dinner. So even though you're <laughs> attitude not towards something, their attitude towards someone else. So then right. here, here they actually hate. You each would other. be great. Right, but you would again you would be great. Had it not been the other guy there. Had it not been somebody had, had it been another dying, another person, then what you would have worked with together would have been would have been smart, would have been the right thing. But because the other person in the room was someone that you had either a, a, a history with, and here's where we're going the other way, you might have also you know he comes from a different Ashka than you, to the point that, you know, can you overcome that? Now you're right, I made a jump here. But I'll show you in, in one of the that, uh that is very crucial here. Uh, I, I put it in the. Um, yeah, let me show you. There's a safer that was written called Tove Ha'ir. Let's see where it is. Um, and do we have to some files? All right, so let me see Tove Ha'ir. Okay. Okay. So here's Tove ear section three or four. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, here it is. Take a look. My number twenty-six. <clears throat> Why is that going up here? Let me get rid of that. Hit escape. Huh? Hit escape. The left thing will go away with the escape. Sure. you click on the kitty after the this Click on the Word File. Click on what? File. the thing on no, top. It's not, it's not. It's not going there. It's frozen? Your Yeah, frozen on the screen. Okay, I'm not sure what it is. Um, the, the, the video is from. All right, the so let me. Oh, it's oh, there oh, here it is. So take a look. A, lift, take a look here. It says this is a safer written by Rav Goldberg, who uh, Reb himself calls him a rabba I don't know if that means much everybody could be around, maybe even again, if I would write him a letter, he'd write me back I too. but this is actually a very a 700 page book uh, it's called The Laws of, of, of Jewish Community Law and he writes here, and of course in Israel it's very important so he says any one knows if there's people who are supposed to be on the board I rechokim uva so it's not just that they don't like each other, but in their nature and in terms of the way they act, they're very different from each other. They should not be appointed. Now, the question now is: if it's if, if, how about if you do such an appointment, is what they say meaningful? In the Middle Ages, there was a lot of people who refused to accept these type of takono and chayrims that were given by the community, and there were many of them. Women had to dress this way, men had to dress this way, the weddings could only be this expensive. Hundreds of, hundreds of things <coughs> that communities came up with. And many of them are very good to rediscover and, and wonder about again. But when people didn't fulfill them, and they were brought to be punished, some of the times that you hear is, well, that Takana doesn't count. Because that board is a board that can't, or that, those people, it's, they can't really have been a board in the first place. Because those boards are supposed to be like a bezdin, and since there's a din in a bezdin, as we just saw, that you have to have a, a commonality with the other person. So it was actually at the time of the Renach, he opened Chayim the Chacham of the 16th century that I mentioned. Someone wanted to try to get out of a, 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 a community wanted to punish him, and he argued and said, "This board is a board that that, that they're whatever they say." It's inherently unable to affect me. Because the makeup of the board is there's these two guys that hate each other on the board. And therefore, whatever they say is probably not right. As we see here, that the same halachas that applied to Besdin apply to community as well. So let me just show you. Um, he quotes here the Sefer Achinoch. If you look at footnote 26. He quotes the Sefer Achinu. The Sefer Achino, um says he tries to explain what's the reason why you're not able to to uh, uh, to work the two different types of animals together. L'sakush Peshore, ba'im Why? Why did Torah say that? What is it? It's just a, it's just a hope? Could say that. Shot bases a folk, maybe having two different animals, having a, a horse and a, and, a, and a donkey together working on the same plow it's a coke. So the Rambam, and uh, Marna talks about it, the same Brasinam says that he wants to suggest something different. He says, I know what the Rambam says, but I'd like to suggest my own idea. And he says, we know that animals gravitate towards things like themselves. If we don't control them, they will gravitate towards their own kind. Sometimes, you're right, we'll tame them and we'll force these animals to be together. But generally, animals don't appreciate and don't want to be with animals that are not their own kind. And he says it's actually a part of Tsar Balechaim. To have this goat and this horse or whatever it is together, to have, you know, Babe the pig and the sheepdog working together is really a, a tsar to put animals together when you don't, when you shouldn't. So the Sefer then says, Whenever you have to appoint people and put them together, the people you put together should not be so far apart. Who is this? They're not just they're in their Tev and their nature. One's hot. One's type A. One's this. You know, whatever. Type C. I don't know the you ever played Right? I think I'm And they're different in the way they act. Right? They're different. One is more than What does that mean? Right? Kamosadik perosh, of course not. But nikkul of Or you have someone who's who dresses in Armani, and the other guy you know, can barely afford copies. Right? If the Torah is worried about the pain of animals, that they're together with a mismatch. Sure, human beings, it's going to be a pain. And that emotional pain of having an uncomfortability of working with someone who is so different than you, um, it's, it's it's a tsar. Now, he doesn't connect this to, say, for, you know, to this gemara, but as you can see, that he the did, and he says over um, here that the virgiyasim brings it, the teshuvah brings this, and this is aloha, shneitabh says that. So here, Yankee, it's not about that they hate each other. They just come from such different perspectives. Their teva is different, their hanhali is different. So once again, the question now is, should we, it, 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 it seems to be based on this principle that there's certain things you can't control. There's just, they're, they're almost part of your animal sex, right? Even though we talking about animals, and animals uncomfortability, we're uncomfortable with people who have a different, totally different ashtafa and attitude than ourselves. And and we see that, that we gravitate towards it. And therefore, it's not going to work if you put them together because they're going to be uncomfortable with each other. And if they're uncomfortable with each other, what they're going to end up doing would probably also not be effective. To the point that when it comes to a din, many posts can hold that you can actually overturn that din. You can actually go to the best and say, you guys you guys don't like each other, and because of that, what you're against me was probably wrong. Anyway... Mark Zilberstein actually says because of that that when it comes to a hospital he says that he actually proved he did his research and he found that hospitals where there isn't a lot of drama and and, 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 and infighting among the doctors even though those hospitals didn't have the same expertise and didn't have the level of technological um, benefits there was a 30% difference in death rates the other way Meaning that there was, despite the fact that they didn't have the great mukhm, the patients actually got better care because everybody helped each other and the, because, because everyone understood. Whereas the hospitals where you have all these big machers and even though they had the the, the greatest the CT scan or whatever it was, there was a greater death rate there. Because there was too much, despite the best intentions, and no one has better intentions than people, the nurses, and emergency room doctors, and people in hospitals. They give up hours and hours, so you can see that, similar to sitting on a bed they're trying their best, but they can't overcome. Like the Malvin says, there's this element that rises that recognizes that. Therefore, Re- Zilberstein says it's better to go to the We're going to stop here. I have to. Uh, I'm happy you're here, but. Uh, I, I understand that the, we're not going to have Gary to, uh, to uh, to tape our, our Shirem. Um, and of course it's not just that, uh, support and, and, and being a Simmon of, 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 a Pantero and a person who supported me per, per, particularly and the Shear in general with AIDS and ideas. And I know that the whole Avir of, of, of our workplace is going to suffer. If there's anyone who's the opposite, of uh, what we've been talking about, a person who doesn't come with a sheet to be kaife, who who's a very strong thinker and is, is and it would have to be nachman. And we are definitely lessened uh, by not having you in our work environment. Uh, we're going to try to use you as a good model, to to always be machaza, to be positive, to melided, and we wish you the, the greatest tazlocha in, in what's in your next stage. Uh, this, the company is definitely going to be uh, uh, is going to be much poorer, and we, as your friends, are going to miss you a lot. So, whether you have another goodbye or not, this is our official Chol of Pesach uh, year. and Moshelem, uh, don't be a stranger, and hopefully you'll come back sometimes. And if you're on your way here, you get a free lunch. So, <laughs> no better about that. All right, well, take care. All right. Sure, sure. Good. Right. Sure, sure. Good. Right. Sure. Uh, well, no, acoustic noise There's a, there's. A, there's a